The game after work on this hot, 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 hot Monday. It's going to be hot all week, I'm pretty sure, right, Sage? Uh, a little rain tomorrow is going to be hot near 100 oh, Okay. Tomorrow. Let me pull up the forecast here. I know you just rattled it off here, but i got to refresh my memory here. So You don't listen to what oh, I say, Mitch? Well, I do, but you had it <laughs> until tomorrow, right? I was looking at the rest of the week. 84 well, yeah. Wednesday, okay, but rain maybe. Thursday maybe some rain, but 91. 102 on Friday, all right. But next week is looking not too bad, at least early. I love the summer, but I'm pretty sure it's technically not summer yet. When is the first day of summer? Is that this weekend? It's today, tomorrow. Oh, is it today? Wait, yeah. I thought it was tomorrow. I thought the it, 21st Today's the was. solstice. Oh, I thought the 21st was. Okay. Oh, well, I guess it is summer then, right? Mm. Technically? Officially. So, yeah, now now we can start getting heat. Love summer. Can't get enough of it. Honestly, I'd rather have, I'd rather have this than five below. You're telling me no, Sage. You'd rather have five below. I would much rather be cold than hot. Mm. I've always said that because you get to a point when you're really hot, you can only take off so much before you're just hot and naked. You know what I mean? (laughs) When you're cold, you can just keep putting stuff on and be warm. Yeah, yeah, but not comfortable. You can barely walk after a while after putting (laughs) on so many clothes. Look like the, uh, like Murph the Nerf (laughs) that was unveiled over the weekend, the Nerf mascot. You can't get a, you can't get a tan while you're wearing a winter coat. I can't tan anyway. I'm way too white for that, so don't worry about that. I understand that. I can tan quite well. Oh, I can I can tan fine, but that that's one of the things at least I did not inherit from my mother's side of the family. Like the way I look at it as well, like K State football all, always, you know, first game is hot. You know, when South Dakota plays here early September, is it the third? Um it's going to be probably pretty hot, even though it's a night game. But, it, you know, during tailgating, mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty warm. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be that home game probably around senior day. This one, this last one wasn't too bad at all, but we've had him in the past. I, mean, I remember the Dalton Reisner game where, he, where we thought he scored a touchdown, but it wasn't a lateral. Um, that was a freezing cold game. There's been a lot of them. I would rather be in a sh- be shorts and T-shirt and sweating my butt off than being in the stadium freezing cold with nobody there with five layers on and by the way you know you're standing on that concrete your or your feet are on that concrete i mean if you're not wearing the right footwear your feet are going to freeze as well going from wearing a uniform for the hottest of the hot to start the season to wearing a uniform in the cold of the cold and standing throughout and having my feet freeze off as I played football in high school. I'd rather play in a hot game than a cold game because when it's colder, especially when they you hit. They both suck. Yeah, it, it sucks more when you hit and it's cold <laughs> outside, freezing cold. It sucks. They both suck. Ugh. Well, the Flint Hills Discovery Center will host the event Sports Saturday. Get fit, have fun on June 25th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Explore sports, health, and wellness at this exciting sports-themed family fun day. Kids can learn how muscles work, make their own pom-poms, and test their batting skills. While you're there, you can also enjoy Willie the Wildcat, who will be there from 11 a.m. to noon. Coach Bill Snyder and D. Scott Fritchen will be signing copies of their book, My Football Life, and the rest of the story from 1 to 3 p.m. K-State Athletics demonstrating skills from their respective sports and interacting with guests there's a whole lot going on from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Sports Saturday. Get fit. Have fun at the Flint Hills Discovery Center. 
I was also kind of browsing around the internet, and I, I learned on Twitter that the Big Slick events are taking place this weekend in Kansas yes. City. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm always curious to find out who's playing in the softball game. What celebrities are going to be in Kansas City for this year's softball game? They've had some big names in there before. So who's going to be there this year? So I, I did some scoring around, and I think there's going to be some folks you might be interested in. Adam Scott, who I remember from Parks and Recreation, is going to be there. Uh, if you like pro wrestling, Baron Corbin, who's from Kansas City, is going to be there. If you like Impractical Jokers, Brian Quinn and James Murray are going to be playing in this softball game in KC Friday. Okay. Let's see. Who else do I recognize? Uh, I do recognize David Zayas, who played Batista in Dexter. <laughs> He's going to be there. Um, Blake Vogt, who's a magician. Joe Tessator. James Vanderbeek, Dawson's Creek. <laughs> He's played there before. Varsity Blues. Uh, and Varsity Blues, of course. Uh, Kevin Pollock is back. Logan Mize, who sings country music. Martin Starr and Sam Levine, or Levine. They both were in Freaks and Geeks. Okay. They will be there. Cheryl Crow. Uh, Sean Evans. I love Sean Evans because he's from the Hot Ones series on YouTube. The interview series yes. where they eat mm-hmm. hot wings. He hosts. He's one of the best interviewers. He's really good. We'll be there as well. So, yeah, not not too bad. Not too bad of a lineup. And, of course, the regulars is there that put on the Big Slick uh, fundraising weekend for uh, Children of the Mercy. All right, let's get back to um, let's get back to K-State sports here. And the big topic from the weekend is Andre Davis, wide receiver, three-star, class of 2023 from right here in the state of Kansas, just south of KC and in, in Stillwell, Blue Valley. Has picked the Cats. He's the number five ranked kid in football for the state of Kansas. A nice recruiting win for K-State because who else was involved? Had him in for visits. You had Iowa State and Kansas. So you beat them too. Of course, rivals. But also out of the Big Ten, Nebraska, former uh, rival. Been renewed in basketball. Iowa and Illinois. His dad played football for the Kansas City Chiefs. Willie played five years for Kansas City from 91 to 95 and had over 4,500 yards receiving and 33 touchdowns. So there's a pedigree. He, his dad was a, an NFL player for half a decade, played college ball at Central Arkansas, and now he's come to K-State. And the Cats have really built themselves a relationship with Blue Valley High School. It's going to be the third year in a row. One of the recruiting classes has a kid from Blue Valley High School, that's a wide receiver. Dorian Stevens, two years ago, three-star. And then mm-hmm. this last recruiting class, 2022, Sterling Lockett, the son of Kevin Lockett, is now a caddy. Of course, he's already here. But I love the trend that's taking place right now. Coach Kleiman, the staff have said it before, a big recruiting goal of theirs is to recruit the best talent in the state of Kansas and keep them home. That is very important. Because you do not want to lose your best in-state kids to those outside the state. And we've seen it before. I mean, from Miami to Tennessee, Auburn, uh, Notre Dame. I I mean, you could shout out a bunch of uh, Iowa State, Nebraska, Oklahoma just recently. You can shout out a lot of programs where the top talent in Kansas have left the state to go somewhere else. And Coach Kleiman and the Cats are trying to turn that trend into their favor, into their momentum. And it's working right now. 
so much so that all four of their commits so far are from the state of Kansas for 2023, and they're all in the top 15. Now, Andre Davis is the top-ranked kid for K-State at number five. Scroll down a little bit to number nine. And Will Ancio, he's from Cape and Mount Carmel in Wichita, a tight end and a three-star. Now 10th-ranked is Camden Beebe, who'll play some guard for the Cats. And he's a three-star. And then Wesley Fair, a safety from Wichita Collegiate, is at number 12. But I mentioned the first hour, K-State might be seeing a big boom here in just a minute. It could be in the next couple of weeks. We may be getting to a little bit of July. If it goes K-State's way, though, they could really have a big recruiting class out of Kansas here very soon because we've said these names multiple times. Mm -hmm. The reason we're saying them multiple times is for a good thing, and it's because K-State is no doubt about it in the fight. They are in a very good spot to land these top recruits in the state of Kansas. According to Rivals, K-State has never landed the top three kids in the, in the state of Kansas. And those right now on the top three, Avery Johnson, the quarterback from Mays, from Wichita Heights, running back John Randall, who's a four-star as well, like Johnson, who's at number two. And the number three is Dylan Edwards, running back. He's an all-purpose back like Deuce Vaughn. And he's from Derby. Well, John Randall just visited. Mm-hmm. Dylan Edwards, not too long ago, was putting out some pictures of him in some K-State gear. And Avery Johnson was here as well, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend prior when we had the big storm roll through. But he visited K-State and had a great time. And their names are a heavy favorite to become Wildcats. Even if you land two of the three, you're feeling pretty good. Like Avery Johnson and one of the running backs, you're in a great spot. I'm a huge fan of John Randall. I've yet to see Dylan Edwards uh, play a game. I've, I've seen highlights, of course. But Manhattan High plays there week one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have a great look at him. <laughs> but I would imagine by that time, before then, he's going to be committed somewhere. But also, I mean, you still have top ten guys available in Jordan Allen, who's a, a defensive end out of Olathe. He's a Olathe South kid. Um, and then the other top ten guy that's still available is Calvin Clements, who's an offensive tackle from Lawrence. I don't really know much about him, but he's a he's a big kid. Um, and I don't know how much K-State's in on him, but he's 6'7", 265. So, yeah, he's a big kid, a really big kid. But K-State is so locked into the Kansas kids right now. As far as rivals go back, which is 2001, K-State has landed six kids in the top ten one time. And that was actually two years ago in 2021. Well, we've seen already a couple of those kids already transferred. Devontae Pritchard is an example, who is now at South Dakota and will play against the Cats in the first game of the 2022 season. But K-State really has a good shot at landing six. But there's also a chance, potentially, you could land more than six when you look at the top 15 in the class. Not all these kids are going to commit during the summer. They might. You never know. But everybody is paying attention to the top three. Mm -hmm. And I I don't blame anybody for doing that at all. Quarterback, two running backs, playmakers. D.Y. can't speak enough great things about Avery Johnson. And I haven't seen a play. I've I've seen some highlights just like Dylan Edwards. But I believe him. He has a really good eye for talent. He knows how to break it down, look at the small things, mechanics, and tell you that Avery Johnson is the real deal. In my case, I'm in basketball. The athleticism is definitely something that stands out, by far and away. One of the most athletic guys 
uh, on the court when we saw him down in Dodge City for the uh, Tournament of Champions. But Coach Kleiman is is turning a trend where we had seen previously. We saw it in, in his first year, and we saw it last year. Didn't land a lot of Kansas kids, a lot of Kansas top 15, top 10 talent. And he was, it, it was criticized for it. No doubt about it. Was criticized for it. Now, I've said it before. You know, to me, it's not do or die that you land kids or not in the state of Kansas as long as the talent you're getting, like you're filling up your class and the talent you're getting are solid guys or from Texas, Florida, Mississippi, wherever, Colorado. You know, as long as they're solid and they produce, you consider them great recruits in a great class. Don't necessarily have to be from Kansas, but I see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I see where they're coming from, where they want the Kansas kids. Absolutely. I do believe in that as well. Go get them. That's the kids you should be getting anyway. It makes me wonder, and this may be, it's just a thought. Just a thought. It may mean nothing. But I, it does bring the thought in my mind, and I'd love to talk to Colin Klein about this. I'd love to talk to Coach Kleiman about this, about you know the recent attention that they've been landing these 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 Kansas kids with this class who are all but one right now offensive. And of course, Camden Beebe's brother plays here. I mean, was it pro football focus who has Cooper BB is like one of the best mm-hmm. offensive linemen in the, in the country this year, yep. uh, especially for the NFL draft. You got some offensive guys that are now giving Casey a lot more attention, especially when it comes to the top talent in the class. How much is it a difference? Colin Klein is now the offensive coordinator and they're starting to speed up the offense a little bit. It's getting out there that Kansas State is now stepping up where they're you know, jumping on board with basically what the rest of the country is doing and playing some faster offense. Not necessarily snapping the ball with still 23 seconds still on the play clock, but maybe eliminating the huddle a little bit. Just getting up to the line of scrimmage and calling the shots from there. Getting the call from the sideline, not huddling, and surveying the field, giving your time to survey the field a little bit more, which is going to be more exciting. So with that opportunity, now with K-State, does that give K-State more of an opportunity to go get the best offensive players and not throw the best defensive well? Mm-hmm. Like quarterback, two running backs, top of the class. But we also know Colin Klein has built an amazing relationship, a bonding relationship with Avery Johnson. How much has that changed things? I don't know, but I'd love to ask him. I'd love to ask him, how much do you think this has changed a little bit? Of course, they can't talk about those kids until they sign, but would that be a big factor? Mm -hmm. I don't have the answer. It's just a thought on my mind, but I just threw it out there. It will be definitely, uh, definitely a fun couple of weeks coming up. It's definitely interesting. I'm not exactly on the edge of my seat, you know, chomping at the bit to get the info. I need to know Avery Johnson and John Randall and Dylan Edwards. Are you all going to become cats? They'll let us know when they're ready to let us know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not one of those that are just waiting by my computer at any second, waiting for any information or stalking them on social media. I think that's super creepy. I think that's going maybe a tad <laughs> bit too far. I understand they got jobs to do, those I'm referencing. Right. I understand you got jobs to do. But I just I can't do things like that. I'll let the information come to me. I'm not going to stalk these kids on, on Twitter and Instagram. I just think that's a little too far. Mm-hmm. It's not like cool. Like I, it's awesome that they love the gear that they're in. Like was it uh, Josh Manning 
and Avery Johnson that were wearing the zebra pants and some K-State Letterman jackets. I thought that was a very slick look. They had like old school K-State hats on. Was really cool to see them in that in in all that gear. But you know, of course, in a way promoting themselves, showing that they're having a great time, showing off what they've been doing at K-State. It's awesome to see. But it's not like they're giving us play-by-play on, all right, I'm now a little bit more lukewarm to K-State, or I'm turning more towards Oregon. We're not getting anything like that. We're just we're seeing pictures. Mm-hmm. So I don't buy into all that as much as, as – I don't. I just can't get hooked to it as like some can. I, I I don't know what the secret formula is or the secret ingredient is, but it's just not me. Yeah, I've never been a huge guy in the recruiting field in terms of keeping a track of it all constantly. Because and, and it, honestly, one of the best lines comes from former coach that I'm close to. Do you know how hard it is? to put your entire livelihood into the hands of 18 to 20 year olds. And, and that comment has always stuck with me because it's so dead on. You're asking them to make the decision, but they're the ones that are in control of those decisions until that letter of intent is signed. And even now they've got more control over that decision than, than they've ever had. Um, so I kind of am like you in letting it come to me and, Wait and see what what falls out because I let's just get them on the field. Let's play. Yeah, don't, I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I mean, I want them to become cats, right? I really do. Right. But you know, I I think we've been burned a lot of like a lot of recruiting losses. Of course, a lot of disappointment when it came to mm-hmm. losses in recruiting. That maybe that's kind of what turned me off a little bit. I mean, there's no doubt though. If K State lands those guys top of the class, there's already buzz with K State football. When it comes to this season and how good they can be, there's already buzz with K-State just having the opportunity of landing those top three kids. It'll be a much bigger buzz if they do pick Mm K-State and with the future lies starting in 2023. Let's take a break. When we come back, Michael Beasley has taken another step in his professional basketball career, and he said two words that uh, turned the college ba- or the uh, pro basketball crowd into a tizzy. And that's next. It's the game on K-Man. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, and Sage Williams. Us three today. Miss any of the show, you can uh, keep up with us as we upload every show to SoundCloud by the hour. Search for The Game KMAN. Our podcast also uploaded on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, wherever you get your podcasts, find The Game KMAN. We had the Gamies last Friday. Go catch up on the awards that were given out, 10 of them. And we had a special special musical performance from Dylan Ray with his hit single, Tailgate Town. Troy was really bobbing his head at the end of that one, and that was a lot of fun. Made up for the fact that I had to put up with Cal Eldred being in the building. I didn't sit you next to him, and I hope you appreciate that. Oh, yeah, I did. I kept my distance. I, I had to keep you guys. Got in the restraining order. You know, it was like at those old award shows with the uh, those like uh, hip-hop and rap award shows mm-hmm. where they had to keep the West Coast and East Coast rappers away from each other. Mm-hmm. Felt like that's what I had to do with Troy and Cal Eldred. I, listen, I behaved. Well, that in the restraining order. I mean, you know, kept me in place. 
And, you know, <clears throat> Cal Edwards is, is at the Gamies, and Friday night, Kansas City strikes out 16. Mm-hmm. It's funny how that works. Troy and I were talking a little bit uh, during the break there about uh, – I, I had it on MTV for a second, and they only show ridiculousness. And then I was like, you know, like channels are turning into just marathon channels. Mm-hmm. Like I think – was it like BET that always shows Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh, Comedy Central, and Freeform, they're always showing The Office – which I, you know, they're great shows. I mean, I don't exactly mind it. Right. Um. So Lindsay and I, we've been kind of watching some Seinfeld lately. Okay. And because Seinfeld's now on Netflix, I really appreciate that show more than I did, like when I was a teenager. Sure. Like I remember back then, like I didn't think it was that funny, but now as a mature adult, and I've you know I've I've dealt with some real life. And some, you know, issues with whatever, like normal mm-hmm. people issues. Mm-hmm. I love the show a whole lot more. And I'm not sure if that's exactly why. But I just love it more now. It's a fantastic show. It's hilarious. I never got into Seinfeld. Really? Just never did. Now, have you ever watched Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? A few episodes. Not in bulk, but I need to. Are you just not a Jerry Seinfeld fan? No, actually, I I love his humor. I think his stand up that he's spectacular, but just yeah, I have never been big on the show. Never was. Seinfeld could make the smallest thing into great comedy. Yes, I just recently I was watching him do a bit on. I went to this restaurant and it wasn't a big fork restaurant. They had small forks. Uh, and he just yeah. went on a, b- a bit about that. I was like, and he turned it into something that was really funny. Right. This is not a big fork type of diner. Like, well, and along those lines, the support on that show. Let, let's be perfectly honest with you, uh, with the folks. The the group played perfect to what he was doing with that show. And what's really amazing is that Larry David has been able to replicate that some with what he's done on Curb. Curb. That's another great show. That was a show where the first time I watched it, I liked it. Second time I ran through it, amazing. An amazing show. Now that I understood the humor and gave it a rewatch, I mean, it's so good. It's so good. All right, let's get to Michael Beasley. Old Bees. Mike Bees. Back in the news, I did not know who was doing this until this weekend, and I saw something about it on CBS Sports. And it was just, no, it was, it was a, well, maybe it was a tweet from CBS Sports, but it was because of his post game press conference. So Michael Beasley is playing professional basketball in the United States this summer, and it's for Big Three. It's a three on three basketball that Ice Cube Cubes. and some mm-hmm. other people started, um, which, you know what? It's some steady money. They make like 10 grand a game, and they'll play throughout the summer. And they get a little bit more money if they win the game. Well, Michael Beasley has landed on a team called Three's Company, which I think is clever, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I mean, Three's Company. It's it's, it's an easy one. Coming down. And um, oh, sorry. the thing is, though, I mean, he's not starting the China thing until October. The seven-figure deal to play in Shanghai doesn't start until October. So he's got some time to uh, work on his game, get back into basketball. And he has not played since 2019. He, he, you know, in his NBA career, he has dealt with injuries that's kept him off the floor. And recently, 
has been dealing with some 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 mental things, some mental health things. Needed to take some time off, and he did, and now he's back at it. And guys, he has not missed a beat. I think he's still got it. He looks just as athletic as he always has. And playing in the the big three, I think that's the basketball he needs to play. Doesn't need to worry about passing the ball. If you look at his career assist numbers, he's not much of a passer. (laughs) He wants you one-on-one. He wants to drive on you. He'll pop a three-pointer. He can do it all. But he loves ISO one-on-one basketball. Mm -hmm. And uh, Michael Beasley played his first game this past weekend for Three's Company, and his team won the game 50-47. to And, man, Michael Beasley went off. This was great to see. 26 points in the game. He scored over half of the team's points. He hit two four-pointers. He had eight field goals in the game, a couple of fantastic emphatic blocks. I mean, they were like highlight Type of blocks. He also had four rebounds. How many assists did he have? Absolutely zippo. No assists. <laughs> That's the Michael Bees they like to see. Don't pass it. You take care of the business, Mike Bees. It was the post-game interview. The start of it. That stole the show, though. Have you been out here just... This, this, it really looks that, it looks that easy. It is. That's it. It really does look that easy, Mike Beasley. I'll love you. He'll give you the answer again. It is. It is. is. That's it. That's all he said. And professional basketball fans that saw this just went, oh, my God, I all of a sudden love this guy, and he (laughs) needs to be back in the NBA. I wouldn't argue with you. I think it would be great to see Michael Beasley back in the NBA. But over in China, he's going to make great money, and he's going to tear it up. In the United States, he'd probably make a little bit less than he's going to make in China. And not play as much. So he's going to make buku bucks, and he's going to score 30 points a game in China. Now, here is the interesting thing about being in the Big Three for Michael Beasley. He's basically playing with all KU players. Because on his team, Mario Chalmers, Julian Wright, Brandon Rush. Mario Chalmers recruited... Michael Beasley to be on his team. I knew they were they were buds. But you go back to when they actually played. Mm-hmm. They played against each other, right? Um, when when K State you know beat the streak, of course, ended the streak. They were buddies. They knew each other. They're friends, and they still are to this day. Mark Chalmers got him back into professional basketball in the United States. Wanted him to play on his three on three basketball team. That just so happens, you know, Brandon Rush who was also on that. 0708 National Championship KU team. And Julian Wright was a little bit before, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were on the same team, but I'm sure he's a little bit before. He's going to have to play with a few Jayhawks. But the moral, or not maybe not the moral, but maybe the icing on the cake is that Michael Beasley, if you add up all the points that Chalmers, Wright, and Rush scored, he outscores them all. He outscored the rest of the team. Chalmers, Wright, and Rush all together, 21 points. Michael Beasley, 26. I thought that was a little neat. He stole the show against those three <laughs> on the is. same team. It is. <laughs> All right, you want to get to a number one song? Sure. It's coming up next, the game. We're both lying here There's 
from 1986, Glory of Love by Peter Cetera. Two weeks and number one. Sometimes I just forget. Karate Kid 2? Yes. <laughs> for Peter, he's from Chicago, and of course he was lead vocalist, bassist for Chicago from 67 to 85, and he was on 17 albums with Chicago. And then inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of Chicago in 2016, but he was also a solo artist. Here we go! It's from his second solo album, Solitude. This ballad was Peter Cetera's first solo single after leaving Chicago the previous year. And yes, you're right, Troy. This is the theme song for the film The Karate Kid Part 2. on this day, by yes, the way. Yes, that, that's the big reason I picked this song, 36 years ago today. So, if you haven't seen Karate Kid Part 2, after learning that his father is dying, Karate Master, Mr. Miyagi, returns home to Okinawa, bringing his protege, Danielson, Daniel LaRusso, with him. In Japan, Miyagi is surprised to discover that his old sweetheart, Yuki, has remained single all this time. Meanwhile, Daniel is attracted to Yuki's niece, Kamiko. There we go. But romance must be put on hold while Daniel and Miyagi deal with local bullies and long harbored grudges. It gets a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. I've always enjoyed the Karate Kid trilogy. All three of them. I think they've really had. They've had really good heels in them. Of course, you have not so much Johnny Lawrence, but uh, Kreese, John Kreese, the Cobra Kai Mm -hmm. uh, sensei in the first one. The second one, it's not, you know, the sensei, the older guy. uh, I'm forgetting. I'm blanking on his name right now. But it was the, the younger one that was causing all the trouble. He wanted to fight Daniel. Right. And then in the third one... You have this teenage-looking Jean-Claude Van Damme, or I, sh- I should reverse that, the Jean-Claude Van Damme-looking teenager that breaks into their um, bonsai tree shop, breaks everything. Sign it, LaRusso! And, of course, in the third one, John Silver. <laughs> or not John Silver, Tony Silver. I'm getting names mixed up here. John Silver's a wrestler in uh, AEW. Nah, okay. I, th- I believe it's Tony Silver. Yeah. Let me double check here. Or Terry Silver. Good God. I can't get these right. I swear to God, I'm a big fan of Karate Kid. 
Terry Silver coming back in the latest uh, season of Cobra Kai. Little spoiler alert. Aha. So if you're a big fan of uh, Karate Kid, how'd the uh, Jaden Smith Karate Kid make you feel? Didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see it? <laughs> nope. And you're a big fan of Karate Kid. Yeah, right. Oh, no, I said a big fan of <laughs> Mr. Miyagi, Pat Morita, Karate Kid. I'm a fan of Ralph Macchio, Karate Kid. The song quickly became a favorite at weddings and proms. Now, Troy, this would have been your heyday when this song would have been played at proms, school dances. Do you recall this being played? I can remember the first song I slow danced to. Oh, it was it was played, yes. Do you remember your first slow song? song? I do not. I'm going to guess it was probably something Air Supply. <laughs> Air Supply. Mine was uh, All for One, I Swear. Which, uh, a staple, it probably still is. At school dances, I would imagine. I mean, heck, I can remember. I don't think I've ever been to a wedding where that wasn't played. Mine. It wasn't? What kind of music did you have at your wedding? Um, good. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh... It's not bad, it's R&B. Well, no, it just, let's just leave it as it was not played at my wedding. It'll still be a number one song, I'm pretty sure, one of these days. What was your first song? First dance song? Keeper of the Stars. What? Is, wait, what is it? Keeper of the Stars. By who? Tracy Bird. Keeper? I don't, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Keeper play, of the yeah. Stars. I, I don't think I yeah, know this Tracy song. Bird. Tracy Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Tracy right. Bird. All right. Sage, I, I, I can play it from my side. Let's, I want to hear this song. But first, we have to get through the advertisements, thanks to YouTube. Gives us a chance to do a quick election or jello shot update. Yeah, you want to give us one from, uh, yeah, from Miss, Omaha? Ole Miss is close to within 85 shots of Arkansas. Look at them. Well, they play tonight. Yes. So that'll be uh, fun. They'll all be hammered off their backsides. All right. So Chanting he, SEC, SEC. Here's Troy's first dance song from his wedding. It was no accident Me finding you Someone had a hand in it Who had a hand in it, Troy? <laughs> Keeper of the stars. Long before we ever knew Now just can't believe you're in my life heaven smiling down on me as I look at you tonight well this is cheesy Tracy Bird in this album cover it actually looks like like a singles cover. Mm-hmm. No, it was an album. It was the album cover. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's never seen a cow in his life. 
And he's doing the button. Like he is. He has his pearl snap all the way up, like buttoned to his neck. Welcome to the nineties. No, they. You're telling me people pearl snapped all the way up to the neck. Yeah. That looks so weird. As I said, welcome to the nineties. Black boots with dark blue jeans, big old gold belt buckle. Course, that's not a rodeo. Of course, if he thinks that's cheesy, what do you think he's going to say to the fact that my ringtone for my wife is that? That's kind of sweet, though. Okay, you're going to go full cheese at a wedding. Come on, don't pretend that you're not. That's what everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Tracy Bird from? I'm just waiting for the messages now. Vidor, Texas. All right, maybe he knows what he's doing. All right. Uh, Sage, you know what? Get us out when we need to get out. I'm sure you're ready to go with some Ask Us Anything. Yeah, I got some questions lined up. What's your Uh, favorite Tracy Bird song? I don't know any. Okay, this isn't fair, (laughs) by the way. Quick Trip opened up a store along the front range. They've not yet opened here. That's just wrong. It's just north of Denver. Oh, okay. I didn't know where that was. Come on. That's not fair, QT. Come on. All right. So first off, what is a modern day convenience that you would have a hard time living without? So like appliances or entertainment? My Xbox, for sure. Microwave. That's mm-hmm. a big one. See, I was actually thinking about this. Trying to be this. cliche here. Well, I was thinking about this earlier today when we were talking about as well liking heat or winter and i was like you know what ac i don't think i could <laughs> i just don't like being hot mm, yeah yeah could and see then, that uh, let's see do you have any outrageous superstitions yeah, i used to i've given those up hanging around baseball players coaches fans i've learned that they could be extremely ridiculous with their superstitions it doesn't mean anything yeah the game's gonna play out the way it plays out I'm not a big fan of like everything's like people say like oh it's fate or it was meant to happen. I'm not a big believer in all that. Mm-hmm. I just when things happen they happen. Oh yeah. And so um, but I used to have a superstition where I would not shave the day of a K-State game. I would and have to do it the win? night before or the day before or before <laughs> it at any time or after. But a day of or after the I would not do it before in the day of a K-State game. Football, basketball, whatever. Okay. W- would that help them win, though? Is that the No. <laughs> no, you just, just wouldn't like, do it. It no. just happened one time, and <laughs> then I realized real quickly at the 2010 Nebraska game that, and I made sure I did not shave that day, oh, it didn't work. No. I might as well just shave that day. <laughs> yeah, any any semblance of, you know, something like Lucky Tie or any of that, that, that went out the window when I was calling games for a team that it was in the transition to Division One. Yeah. Because you're not playing to win at that point. Oh, yeah. I feel like I do have a story about when I was staying at, my grandma lives like in an old person park. Uh, this, <laughs> <laughs> You know, in Florida, there's a bunch of old people parks. And, old people, um, wow. Yeah. Um, and I was walking down the street and this black cat crossed in front of my path. There was a truck right behind me. And this is the only exit to the park. So he was clearly trying to leave. But this black cat crossed, he turn around and drove the other way and i was like wow that's 
I want to know about these old people parks. There's so many of they them. They don't have regular like, people parks? Well, the floor... No, they are specifically designed. You have to be a certain age to live in these parks. Hmm. Like, straight up. They're retirement communities. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> so, sure, yeah. yeah. I, just, I just want to know about the parks. I mean, a lot of families visit on like holidays and stuff but yeah it's just a bunch of old people welcome at six yeah, welcome to the villages <laughs> um let's see if your food is bad at a restaurant do you say something because i feel like some people don't I, like i've never had to, to. Oh, well never had to here's a funny story there was oh there's a, a town by harveyville it's it's a small town uh maybe it's in harveyville i can't maybe it is there and they have a bar there, and I ordered the steak, and it was the worst steak I've ever had. But my girlfriend at the time, her dad was like, "They don't pay attention. We're just not going to pay for it." And what? so I didn't wow. say anything. What does that mean? I was like, "All right, we're skipping out of the check." It looks like, and the thing, the thing was like, it was that uh, bartender's last day, and she did not care. Wow. Dine and dash, nicely done. Oh, we dined. And it took us another three hours to dash because we hung out. <laughs> we just didn't pay for the food. That's so crazy that you can just... <laughs> he's just like, yeah, let's just leave. Your food's bad. I don't think I've had a situation where my food was egregiously messed up that I was like, I'm going to say something. But I have had that in my mind that I'm like, you know what? If I get the whole wrong order, I'll probably say, oh, yeah. I'll probably say something oh, yeah. at that point. But I have so many friends who are like, no, I'm never going to say anything. I'm too scared to <laughs> bring it up. No, I'm not. I'm not afraid to bring it up. Like they need to know if they're doing something wrong. Oh yeah. Now, will the waitress or whoever go back and tell them? That's a different situation. Right. Exactly. But I'm not afraid to complain. And uh, we got time for one more. If you had to pick a song to be your theme song, which song would it be? Well, we know Troy's. Well played. There's any number of them. I Mine, of course, would be I'm Too Sexy by Ray Said Fred. I, I, Return of the Mac might be a good one right now for me. There you go. <laughs> Sage, real quick. I've always said I played Limelight by Rush earlier. That's what my mom says is my theme song. <laughs> We're back for a full two hours tomorrow for Sage, Troy, I'm Mitch. Go Cats.